Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Sometimes I wonder in my darkest moments, why am I going, why? So God had to remind me, Tommy, that's what life is made for. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Everything in my life should be a spotlight and a reflection and a pointing back to the goodness of Jesus. Bringing you high-energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. Everything that has transpired since Leah was diagnosed with cancer has really been inspired by God. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. We've got a really fun show. It is very NFL heavy, but it's week five. And so we've got a lot to discuss. Our guest today is a friend of mine. He's a friend of the show, Ronaldo Wynn, former NFL defensive end. He played 13 years in the league, and he played for multiple teams, and he played for interesting coaches too. So in Washington, he played for Joe Gibbs and Steve Spurrier. He played for Sean Payton in New Orleans, Tom Coughlin with the Giants. Uh, He also played with Tom Coughlin with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, And so we're going to ask him about all his former teams and get his thoughts on on how they're doing, you know, these first few weeks of the season. And and I think he's excited about Jacksonville. I think he's on the Jacksonville bandwagon this year. Uh, And then a lot of concerns with the Redskins. So we'll we'll get his insight on, on those teams and then also... Coming up next segment, I'll let you know what I'm convinced of. And I've got some thoughts about the L.A. Rams and the fact that they lost the Super Bowl. And I looked back at other teams that have lost the Super Bowl in recent years and how they've responded. And and then also toward the end of the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about quarterbacks playing in the pocket and how it relates to our own lives and, and so you definitely want to stick around for that. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and sign up for our free devotional. It's all on unpackingit.com. When we come back, I'll let you know what I'm convinced of. It's Unpacking It. Thanks for being with us. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It, the show about sports, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. In just a little bit, we'll bring on former NFL defensive end Ronaldo Wynn. He's a friend of the show. He played 13 years in the league. But before that, we're going to do our segment, I'm Convinced, where I let you know what I'm convinced of this week in the NFL. And we got to start with the Los Angeles Rams losing their second game in a row. 
and I'm convinced that the Super Bowl losing curse is coming for the Rams, and, and it might already be there. It's it's interesting to look back at the the losing teams in the Super Bowl to see how have they done since they lost, and how do they do that following year. And so I looked back at all the teams since 2009 that lost in the Super Bowl, and it's true that more often than not, it's not good after you lose. It doesn't bode well for the franchise after you lose in the Super Bowl unless you're the New England Patriots or the Seattle Seahawks, and I'll even throw in the Denver Broncos. So let's go through it, though, and you'll see that for the most part, it's not good when you lose the Super Bowl, and it takes a while to to get back and really bounce back. And, And so the Rams, it's just so interesting that Going into this season, I kind of had the idea that they would not face the the Super Bowl hangover because a lot of times it's the you know maybe the veteran teams that 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 lose in the Super Bowl that have a tough time coming back. But the way I view the Rams is this is a young team, and I know they have veteran players, but your quarterback, your running back, your wide receivers, this is a young core that they wouldn't necessarily be phased by the loss as much. Like They, they should still be hungry. They're still out to, to prove, hey, we, we may be young, but, but we're the future of the Rams, we're the future of the NFL. Same goes for Sean McVay. So that was kind of my mentality to say, yeah, they'll still be hungry. They'll come out and, and, and play tough. And, and they did. For the few, first few weeks, they, you know, they won three games, but now they've dropped two in a row. The, the loss to the Bucks was really bad, and then – you know, they could have beat the the Seahawks on Thursday night. So you hate to be too dramatic, but it just seems like they're missing their dominance and and even the wins early in the season. This wasn't the the dominating Rams that we've seen the last couple of years, especially on offense where we've seen them look so sharp in years past. Now Todd Gurley's still getting into the end zone and and Goff is throwing for a lot of yards and he's throwing a lot of passes. But they don't seem as effective, and, and they just don't seem as dynamic as, as we've seen in the past. And so I have to go back to the Super Bowl losing curse or the Super Bowl hangover, whatever you want to call it. And so let's look back at some of the other teams since 2009. The Arizona Cardinals, yeah, I'd say, yes, they've dealt with, with the curse. The 2010 losing Colts, yeah, never got back. Andrew Luck was good, but... The Colts never really made it back to that top level of of dominance that we we saw for so many years with Peyton Manning. 2011, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost. Hasn't been great since then. They've they've had some good players, but it hasn't been great. The 2012 Patriots, they lost, but of course they bounced back and they've won Super Bowls since. 2013, the Jim Harbaugh, Colin Kaepernick 49ers. Uh, ever since then, it's been a little rough. This year, I think the 49ers are turning it around. We'll talk about that in, in a moment. 2014, the Broncos lost, but two years later, they ended up winning. So we'll throw them out. They didn't necessarily face the curse. In 2015, the Seahawks lost, but really since then, they've still been a competitive team. They've still been a playoff team, but the defense has kind of been uh, dealing with the Super Bowl curse since then because they, they had they ended up losing so many of their their key defensive players, um, and then in 2016 the Carolina Panthers remember that amazing season, 
Ever since then, though, it just hasn't been the same. And Cam Newton, since his MVP season, hasn't been the same. 2017, the Falcons lost. Oh my goodness, what has been going on with them since then? Now that was a crazy loss. Remember, New England came back to beat them in dramatic fashion and the wild comeback, and and the Falcons really haven't recovered since then. In 2018, the Patriots, they lost to the Eagles, but what do they do? They come back the following year, beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, and now we're talking about the Rams facing the, the Super Bowl losing curse. So of those teams, the majority, I would say, yeah, they, they fell off after that loss. And so on one end, I'm just convinced that the New England Patriots understand how to bounce back after a loss in the Super Bowl. But for a lot of teams, for a lot of coaches, it's hard to figure out the, the formula, the motivation to get your guys back in contention and to get back to that elite level. There, there's just something that, that happens. And it's hard to know because we're not in that locker room and, and all these teams are, are different. But you, you end up, you put so much into a season, so much into a Super Bowl, and then to fall short. And then to, to, to have that same motivation in the offseason, you, you work just as hard. You want to believe that, that players will do that. But I just think there's, there's a disconnect there where you go, oh, I can't, I can't get up for it again. It's too, it's too painful with the loss and, and all that goes into it. So uh, we got to keep an eye out for the Rams. They've taken a step back the last two weeks, and they can get hot, and, and we wouldn't be surprised by it, but I also am afraid that it could unravel, and it could unravel quickly. All right, the second thing I'm convinced of, Chase Daniel with the Chicago Bears is the next Nick Foles and Josh McCown. And I'm pulling hard for him. And it's not that I'm pulling against you know Mitch Trubisky and, and you, you hate to see a guy injured. But Chase Daniel has been playing since 2010. He's only started four games. And so he's getting his fifth start in 10 years. It's incredible when backup quarterbacks can play that long or be on a team for that long w- without ever playing. Now he's played for the Saints, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and, and now the Bears. But he's always been a valuable backup quarterback. Teams want him. Teams pay for him. Teams bring him in. But they really don't bring him in to be the starter or compete for the starting spot. But I think he's got the talent and now the experience of just being in NFL locker rooms and in those quarterback rooms to bring so much value to a team. And I just believe that he's the kind of guy that, that won't make a lot of mistakes and this Bears team is good enough to go to the Super Bowl because of the defense. And you need a quarterback that is reliable, consistent, steady, a veteran, uh, you know, a leader that, that players will respond to. He doesn't have to light it up. He just can't turn the ball over. And I believe that Chase Daniel can be that game manager, even similar to you know Nick Foles had some incredible plays with the Eagles and, and winning the Super Bowl and, and all that sort of thing. But but along that line, and then it, he just Chase Daniel reminds me of Josh McCown as well because McCown was the backup for for so many different teams and and was trying to get the opportunity. Then late in his career, even after he was out of football, he comes back in, and and now he's still in the league. Uh, but he ended up getting some opportunities to start uh, after that uh, when he actually in Chicago when he first got that opportunity taken over for for Jay Cutler. And so I just see a, a very similar path for Chase Daniel and Trubisky might come back and, and be healthy and, and take over again but but I'm convinced that 
this storyline of Chase Daniel leading the team to the Super Bowl is not that far-fetched. I think it's very reasonable and very doable, and part of me is rooting for it. I think it'd be, it'd be pretty sweet. So good for him. We'll, we'll see how he does against the Raiders. All right, real quickly before we go to a break, I'm convinced the Steelers will bounce back after their slow start. I think a lot of people are writing them off. I'm not. I'm also convinced the Colts are still good enough to make the playoffs. I'm convinced you can't trust the Titans or the Bucks yet. And then I'm convinced the Raiders, Bills, and Lions are pleasant surprises. And I'm most confident in the Lions, mainly because I keep telling you about on Johnson. I'm so high on him as a running back. I really like what he can do. So that's what I'm convinced of this week here on Unpacking It. We'll come back with Ronaldo Win right after this. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life. Ronaldo Wynn will join us in a moment. And if you ever miss our show, you can listen to the podcast. And so just subscribe to the podcast anywhere podcasts are found. And I encourage you, if you have missed the show recently, check out some of our previous guests and and the interviews that we've had with them because uh, just some awesome guys have been on the show. Uh, David Pollack, Tommy Harris, Brian Anderson, Dave Pash. Uh, Man, last week we had Bob Stoops and... Derek Morgan, former Tennessee Titan linebacker. And so check that out, unpackingit.com or anywhere podcasts are found. And joining us now is former NFL defensive end Ronaldo Wynn. He played 13 years in the NFL with the Redskins, Jaguars, Giants, and Saints. He played his college football at Notre Dame and was a first-round draft pick for Jacksonville. He now works with Joe Gibbs and Game Plan for Life. I'm thrilled to welcome back my friend and one of our favorite guests, Ronaldo. Thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Hey, long time, long time. Great to be on and always great to be able to give a little bit of insight there from my days of playing. A- absolutely. We love having you on. And we've we got to ask you about all of your former teams. And <laughs> I want to I start with, with Jacksonville because they've kind of been the surprise team the, the last few weeks with Gardner Minshew. And, and I know that you were down there at a game recently. So, so what are your thoughts yeah. on, on, on the team so far this year and, and this kind of uh, diamond-in-the-rough quarterback that they found? I'll tell you, you know, not sure how things were going to start with Nick Foles, of course, being out for the year. The very first game, very first quarter, you know, he breaks his clavicle, you know, pretty much out for the year, not sure when he'll come back off IR. And so, you know, you lose a guy like that, you know, you're not so sure, so much sure how things are going to go. And as you saw, I mean, it, it didn't go well, you know, first couple of games. But what a diamond in the rough. And Gardner Minshew. I mean, it's Minshew mania now, man. You got <laughs> Uncle Rico coming out of the woodwork. You got all this stuff. I mean, my guys there who I know well in the front office, 
I mean, they're selling packages, the Minshew package that gets, uh, you know, not only a ticket, but you get the mustache, the mustache, <laughs> as they call it. You know, and, and I mean, it's just amazing. But more so, just as much of excitement as he's drawing off the field, he's also being able to back it up on the field. You know what I mean? He's making plays. Gosh, I think his touchdown, you know, production matches that of Tom Brady and and and, and, and Watson from from the Houston Texans. Uh, and so for a young quarterback, I mean, I mean, heck, we saw it in college, but hey, that's college, you know what I mean? Yep. But he's doing that same Minshew magic uh, that he had in college at Wazoo. Uh, now he's doing it now with my Jags. And of course, we got the running game going with Leonard Fournette, 200 plus, you know what <laughs> I mean? Just cruising there. Uh, and it seems like, man, we got, we, we got that it back, man, where we saw a couple of years ago when we made it to the uh, – AFC championship game, one game away from going to the Super Bowl. That's right. That's just a couple of years ago. So so you're you're right. Just a couple of years ago, man. A, a lot of those those players are still there, especially on the, the defensive side of things as well. Uh Ronaldo Wynn, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And so you were down there in, in Jacksonville for the, the Thursday night game, but but you did an event beforehand. What was that event and, and, and how did that turn out? Yeah, so it was their faith, family, and football night. Uh, and have an opportunity against the hated Tennessee Titans, of course, to play on a Thursday night national, you know, stage game. You know, having that opportunity to be able to bring the gospel forward. Coach Gibbs delivering a heck of a message that night uh, in their amphitheater right there at the Daly's Place. Everybody knows where it is. Uh, And we appreciate the Jaguars for rolling out the red carpet. They sold over 2,000 extra tickets Wow. Uh, that were in addition to already what they sold just based on this faith family football night. People that got a chance to come out, hear Coach Gibbs from the coach, share his story about football, life, and NASCAR. Of course, they got a book, but more importantly, they also got a chance to go see the Titans for only $35. So I take my hat off to the Tennessee Titans and Game Day Church who were collaborating with us there to make that game plan for life uh, a true success. And, of course, we got the win at the end, and, and there you go, you know, starting with Minshew. Gardner Minshew that night had a heck of a day. And, and just really, I mean, and play, plays inspiring football, man. I mean, the guy, I mean, Tom Coughlin said it best. You know, they were really impressed along with Doug Marone when he was in training camp. More than anybody else in the quarterback room, and not taking anything away from those guys, but they said this guy just has a canny ability to be able to – take what he learned in the classroom and apply it real quick on the field. So he's a student of the game, but he loves the game. And when you see him play, come on, come on, Bryce. I mean, you just, I mean, you love the game of football, just watching this guy. I mean, he's great. He's great for us. He's great for football. uh, And we want to keep this thing going again, of course, when we come and play the Panthers in Charlotte. That absolutely. So it's a a big game this weekend and, and fired up to, uh, to see Jacksonville, uh, in town here in Charlotte where Unpacking It is headquartered. And, and so a key game for, for the Panthers and their young quarterback as well with Kyle Allen and, and then Gardner Minshew, yep. of course. Uh, Ronaldo Wynn, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and so you played for Tom Coughlin when you played with the Giants. He, of course, was the head coach there. Now he's got the, the front office role with Jacksonville. Uh, what do you find as as far as he goes, the – impact that he's had on that franchise because 
we, you know, just from afar, we hear different things. Oh, is Coughlin, you know, is it a good thing, a bad thing for, for his involvement there? Is it, is it working? What, what do you make of him making that transition from the sideline to the front office and, and him being able to put his hands on this franchise? Well, I mean, it's, it's obvious, you know, for Tom Coughlin that when he comes in the building, you know, there are a couple of things that are going to happen uh, with that team. And, and first of all, you know, there's, there's going to be a culture change, you know. Uh, you know, and I know Doug Marone is the head coach and don't want to take anything away from him. But Doug kind of comes from that same tree. He, play, he coached under uh, Coach Payton. Of course, Doug Marone was our offensive line coach when I was a player at the Saints. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, I bring up, you know, and a lot of people don't know that, but I bring up Coach Payton. And if you look at the tree where these guys are from, you look at that Bill Parcells tree, it's pretty much the same. Tom Coughlin was on the coaching staff with Bill Parcells and those uh, Super Bowl wins there with the, New, with the uh, New York Giants. And then when Bill Parcells came to the Dallas Cowboys, who was on that staff as the offensive coordinator, it was Coach Payton. You know, and so very similar when I had a chance to play, fortunate enough to play for both of those coaches, Coughlin and Coach Payton, very similar hmm. in terms of having a physical team. And the only way you have a physical team, you got to practice physical. Hmm. You know, and both teams did. You know, we had Camp Coughlin, of course, you know, being in New Orleans with Coach Payton. I felt like it was Camp Payton. It was so tough. Wow. Uh, and so you had Doug Marone and that staff. And so I think the collaboration, people were like, oh, man, how can Doug Marone work with him or whatever? They have the same alignment in terms of the thought process. Hmm. Uh, and so what you see with a, with a Tom Coughlin-Doug Marone team is you're going to have a running game. And, of course, they drafted Leonard Fournette for a reason. Uh, had an off year last year, but I think after last week, of course, I'm a little biased from my fantasy side as well. <laughs> you know all about that oh, in terms yeah. of fantasy football. But Leonard Fournette, he had a breakout breakout game against the Denver Broncos, 200-plus. We want to continue to keep that going because we know that's going to take pressure off the young quarterback, Minshew, and allow him to do some things that he loves to do. So continue to do that. I think that's the game plan, but that is the blueprint for Tom Coughlin. And, of course, playing that defense like you had a couple of years ago. We don't know what's going to happen to Jalen Ramsey. You know, I know he's not as happy, and, you know, I, and I know we don't know whether or not he's going to play. At the end of the day, if he does play or if he doesn't play, uh, you know, defensive line helps the rush and the coverage. Uh, so you have Calais Campbell. You know, you have the, the, the new kid there from, um, from, from Kentucky. Uh, and, and that whole defensive line and linebackers, they'll fill in well. Absolutely. He's Ronaldo Wynn, former NFL defensive end, played 13 years in the NFL with Jacksonville. He's a first-round draft pick as well as uh, with the Redskins, Giants, and Saints. He now works with Game Plan for Life and Joe Gibbs. The other team that you play for, the Giants, they've been through a, a big transition this year, handing off the, the reins to Daniel Jones, their, their top quarterback draft pick, kind of moving on from, from Eli Manning. You were there with Eli Manning. What was this kind of tough for you to watch and, and see, man, this is an end of an era in, in New York? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it really was. Uh, love Eli Manning, a big fan. You know, definitely think he's a Hall of Famer, winning two championships there with the New York Giants. You know, I kind of saw the writing on the wall, but as a great player, you know, it's hard for a guy like an Eli Manning. Just as it's been, you know, you look at his brother Peyton Manning, you know, to, to know when it actually is going to end. And you never want to end – you know, in terms of, hey, if you're not starting the whole year, I get it. You want to be able to end on your terms. 
but you know the the uh, David Daniel era has started, uh, and and so for Eli, does that take or taint his legacy that he's built? I don't think so. Mm. Uh, I don't think so at all. I mean, Eli's a great guy. Uh, he's a great leader. Uh, I think he'll do well being in that room, bringing Daniel Jones along uh, as their starting quarterback. And I think he's going to do well in that role. And, and heck, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it almost comes to an end. The NFL stands for not for long for a reason. But I know at the end of the day, Daniel Jones is the better guy right now for the New York Giants. Uh, of course, they got Saquon Barkley out. Uh, but Gallman is doing a heck of a job. The old Clemson guy there. Uh, and, and, and fill it in until they get Saquon yeah. Barkley back. No, you're, you're right. Goldman had a huge week last week, and uh, it's nice to have a, a solid backup you can rely on, but they want Barkley back. There, there's no question about that, and it sounds like he's, uh, he's working yeah. and, and getting close. We're talking with Ronaldo Wynn yeah. here on Unpacking It. We're going to take a quick break, but we've got to get his thoughts on the Washington Redskins and where they stand at this point in the season. So plenty more with Ronaldo Wynn when we return right here on Unpacking It. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and I love fantasy football. It's just so much fun to compete against your friends, to get bragging rights when you actually win. But as you know, it can also be frustrating, challenging, upsetting when the players you expect to do great things fall flat, and you lose to your buddy, and then you never hear the end of it. But either way, fantasy football is fantastic, and so here at Unpacking It, we created Fantasy Football Fellowship, and we've got the playbook available for you today. Just go to fantasyfootballfellowship.com. Basically, we take fantasy concepts, relate them to the Bible, relate them to our own lives, and we just want to enhance your fantasy football experience throughout the season. So it will add meaning and purpose to your fantasy football season. Go to fantasyfootballfellowship.com. That's FantasyFootballFellowship.com and order your playbook today. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're in the middle of a conversation with former NFL defensive end Ronaldo Wynn. He played 13 years in the NFL with the Jaguars, Giants, Saints, and Redskins. He also played his college football at Notre Dame and and now works with Joe Gibbs and and the ministry Game Plan for Life, which we'll ask him for an update uh, about that in just a little bit. But but Ronaldo, so we talked about Jacksonville. They're feeling good. They, They like where they're at so far with Gardner Minshew and all that but the Washington Redskins things seem to be tough there so far this year what what do you think about kind of the the quarterback situation specifically and and really just kind of the outlook for the Redskins and, and where they're heading and, and and with you know Jay Gruden as their head coach and kind of what the the future looks like for them gosh you know I, I tell you you know I got my Redskins jersey on today actually you oh, know do we're you? doing our school assembly programs one of our partners through the sheriff department our sheriff kind of made a little joke man we should be wearing your Saints jersey or maybe your Jaguar jersey or, or even maybe your Giants jersey you know in terms of one of the teams you why are you win the Redskins jersey you're on four and I'm like dude I'm a true fan I'm a true fan for all the teams that I played for but you know what 
going to wear my Redskins jersey. You know, I'm going to be a true fan. And But I look at the situation this year, and it's pretty much just like the quarterback situation. You know, we don't know who's going to even play this week. And so I don't know. I can't even tell you what's going to happen this year. You know, is Jay Gruden going to make it to the end of the year? Is he going to make it to next week? Uh, you know, who's going to play quarterback? Is it going to be Colt McCoy, Dwayne Haskins, or Case Keenum? You know, is, you know, our, our, our Trent Williams, our offensive starting tackle, you know, is, is he coming back? It seems like when it rains, it pours, mm. you know, because also our fans, I mean, it was just so heartbreaking. I've been watching the home games, and it looks like a dog on the way game. Yeah. You know, I mean, Chicago Bears. Looks like a Donald Chicago Bear fan. I'm not going to even get to talk about the Dallas Cowgirls. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> they come in town, and they got a whole bunch of Cowboy fans. But our fans, we need to play inspired football. But you know what? That's what a true fan is, too. There you go. Man, I hope they hear this message. I'm a little bit passionate there. <laughs> <laughs> He's Ronaldo Wynn, yeah. former Washington Redskin, uh, defensive end with us right now on Unpacking It. When you were with the Redskins, you, uh, you were there when Steve Spurrier was there, but also when Coach Joe Gibbs yeah. was there, and, and now you work with Joe Gibbs. And, and yeah. it, it seems like since Gibbs was there the second time around, you know, they, they've had coaches kind of in and out. They really haven't been able to develop the right culture in Washington and it just seems yeah. like it's kind of a you know repetitive situation there and Jay Gruden really hasn't been able to you know turn it around fully and and, yeah. and especially this year they, they seem to be struggling uh, again and so what what do you make of just the culture in Washington mm. and and even how different it was when you were there how do they get back to kind of capturing the Gibbs era yeah. uh, when when he was there yeah, and, and, and that culture is really the biggest part of a football team. You know, and, and so as a player, I'll give a quick synopsis of Coach Gibbs in his second year, 2005. You know, we started our season that year 3-0. and We beat the Dallas Cowboys on a Monday night game that was a thriller mm. on a Monday night where most D.C. fans actually went to sleep because the game, at the end of it, we were down by 13 points. We only had – we had zero – and it was four minutes left in the game. So you're thinking, like, man, this game is pretty much over. Well, you know what? We didn't give up. We controlled what we could control, and we were able to get two big passes, bombs, from Mark Brunel into the hands of Santana Moss for two touchdowns. Defense had to come out and do our jobs. We shut them down, didn't score. We could leave out of that game 14-13. We go on a little bit of a slide there. Lose a couple of games, and we had our worst loss, the worst loss I've ever been a part of probably in my whole life, high school all the way through the pros, was when we lost to the New York Giants in New York, 36-0. to zero. Mm. Tiki Barber had over 200 yards. It was almost 300 yards between the three. And so between those three, I mean, it was a horrible loss. Mr. Mirror passed that, that same week. So, of course, we knew they had something to play for. And as if things couldn't get any worse, I remember going and playing a must-win game at home against the San Diego Chargers. We take them to overtime. We go on defense saying, hey, we're going to stop them. Our offense is going to play and come up with the win. First player scrimmage, LaDainian Thomason runs for 60-something yards. They show it on his Hall of Fame speech and wins the game. We didn't even get a chance to even play another down. And so we fall three or four losses straight. Our record is 5-7. and seven everybody's pretty much giving us no chance to make it to the playoffs. Mm. You know, we still got to play all three divisional games that second time around. And so 
Coach Gibbs comes in and says, guys, nobody believes in us. The papers, they're throwing in the season. Even some of you guys have already started to prepare and throw in the season. But all I need to make sure you guys do is don't give up on the year and at least put in the work. And guess what, man? We went on to win four straight. We go go into the playoffs, coach's first time in the playoffs when he comes back. But you know what? It all started with the culture. And that's the issue with my Redskins is being able to change the culture. Yep, you're exactly right. I love that story. That really captures – yeah, the, the leadership and, and the belief that, that players had in, in Coach Gibbs as, as he led that team, and that's a, that's a great story. I love that. Uh, Ronaldo Wynn with us right now on Unpacking It, former NFL defensive end and now works with Joe Gibbs and Game Plan for Life. And so what's the latest with Game Plan for Life? What, what are you most excited about with, with some of the, the, the work that you guys are, are doing? So even right now in terms of the most recent thing, sometimes – you know, we, we speak to things that we are dealing with or going through right now. And I'm not saying we're going through anything, but this is just a great week for game plan because we've had an opportunity. This year marks the 200,000 kid that we had an opportunity to impact in our school assemblies over the last several years. And so having an opportunity to go into our middle schools right now in our fall as we get a chance to impact those youth that are dealing with bullies that are being told that, hey, you're not anything, or, you know, life throws you a curveball. You know, you're dealing with, you know, depression and, you know, underage drinking and talking to them about drugs and alcohol and what those things could do to destroy a dream or even a life. Mm. You know, and our speakers coming in and being able to inspire our youth. Man, what a great week. I almost lost my voice because it's been such a great week as we've had opportunity to speak to eight elementary schools thus far. We got another one coming up this afternoon. And then of course, in our spring, we'll do our high schools. We know high schools during spring. There's a lot of distractions with high school parties, graduation, prom, all that good stuff. So we'll get to that. But then we also had a chance to go to Redskin country on Wednesday as coach got a chance to share the game plan for life. We were in Haymarket, Virginia, at the youth for tomorrow, which coaches a founder for troubled youth, a boys and girls home. We had over 1,300 people come wow. to be able to hear a powerful gospel message from the coach. And so being a part of these type of events where, man, you're able to serve and actually see the fruit of the labor of all the volunteers and the people who put in the work, it's just a great feeling. Uh, and there's no other feeling than to serve someone else than yourself. Uh, to be able to see it come to fruition and be able to make an impact. Gosh, there, there's so much going on with Game Plan for Life. Yeah, man. That, that's encouraging to hear because you've also got the, the whole side of the ministry that, that is reaching inmates and, and, and allowing them to go through seminary. And, and so give us a, a quick update on, on how that's been going and, and the latest with the, the, the prison ministry that Game Plan for Life is a part of. Yeah, so glad you talked and brought that up because, uh, yeah, it's just a true sense of uh, service to, you know, our country when you want to talk about our inmate population. You know, 97% of all inmates come back to our, our communities as returning citizens, but 76% are going back. And so we need to break that cycle, and we feel like, you know, the way to be able to do that is you change a man's or a lady's heart, you know what I mean, you're going to change that person. Mm. You know, of course, you can give them a skill, to be able to learn to do, but until you change their their moral fabric, which we believe is through Jesus Christ, 
that was that is the best tool you can give a man or a lady that's an inmate. Right now, we're able to do that. Uh, they're going through a seminary, and I say they. We have an opportunity to 30 inmates every year to to uh, be received out of 300 usually applicants. Uh, and we have a freshman, sophomore, and junior class. We'll have a senior class, of course, and then those uh, inmates will graduate with a bachelor of arts degree in uh, ministry studies. Uh, just like your pastor would go through a seminary, these guys will be pastors when they graduate. Of course, they're serving a life sentence, mm. so they're never leaving. But they'll be dispersed throughout our state, throughout the 55 prisons here in the state of North Carolina. But they'll be able to change uh, our prisons from the inside out. And so we're just one of a few seminaries throughout our country that are right now making the true change from the inside out by equipping field ministers that are serving life with a seminary degree that will be able to counsel, be able to talk guys through depression and suicide, do funerals, be able to do chapels. And so these guys are the biggest change agents for our prisons. Oh, it's it's incredible. I love it. And it's gameplanforlife.com. You can find out more information. I uh, encourage you guys to to check that out and, and the work that, that Ronaldo and, and Coach Gibbs and the rest of the team uh, are doing there is uh, it's incredible. And and final thought, Ronaldo, always love to, to hear just what, what's going on personally as far as what maybe God has been teaching you uh, with your own faith. Yeah, you know, so really just not being, you know, discouraged no matter what comes your way, setbacks. You know, the one thing we've been able to share with the kids, you know, is, is, is being able to take, you know, uh, an, an adverse situation, a setback, and be able to flip it. God said he'll even take what the enemy may mean for bad for you and turn it around for your good. So no matter the circumstance you may be in, you know, you may be having a struggle with a relationship. Maybe it's somebody at your job. You may have gotten fired like I got fired. I got fired by Coach Gibbs, but I got hired. And I learned a lot about myself in the midst of being fired from the Redskins when I got cut. And so I'm not sure what that may be. I know this. We all go through struggles. We all got some good, some bad, and some ugly. If you're alive, you got that going on. The only the people that can't complain are the people that are now going to be with the Lord or in the grave. But those things are there in our lives so we can rely on a Savior to say, hey, just as you are, you bring it and release it. You don't have to be perfect because if you were perfect, you wouldn't need Jesus. So, hey, in my jacked upness, my stuff that I got going on, I'm able to release it to the Lord. I'm able to ask him for forgiveness. I'm able to use those struggles to be fuel for the fire, to be able to allow the Lord to be glorified in it all. And so he will turn your bad, your ugly, he will turn it around for your good and more importantly for his good. Amen. Amen. He's Ronaldo Wynn. He's the best. Always love having him on, unpacking it. <laughs> Former NFL defensive end. Man, really appreciate you joining us today, and uh, always great yes, catching sir. up, man. Yeah, and let me just say also to help you guys, we give away our free tools of the Game Plan for Life book for free as well as the Bible. Like Bryce said, just go to our website. We're not selling you anything. We want to give it to you for free. Gameplanforlife.com. We'll send you a free book. Postage is free. We'll send it to your house. Also, if you want to start a small group, we give away our two LifeWave uh, volumes for free digitally. Uh, with Derwin Gray and Coach Gibbs on their tag team and those different topics to be able to help you start a small group in your area. Make sure you register because we don't know a guy or girl that may be in your area that may want to join that small group as well. So we want to know about you. Register, let us know where you're going to start that small group and when. 
It's GamePlanForLife.com. He's Ronaldo Wynn. I'm Bryce Johnson. Coming up next on Unpacking It, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about quarterbacks being in the pocket and how it relates to our own lives. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. It's critical that a quarterback has a strong offensive line that forms a reliable pocket in order to keep the defenders away and provide enough space for him to see the field clearly and make wise decisions. Wikipedia defines the pocket as the area in the backfield created on a passing play where the offensive line forms a wall of protection around the quarterback. This allows him adequate time to find an open receiver and to pass the ball. As fans, we know when a pocket breaks down and the QB is forced to run outside of his protection, then he is more susceptible to a big hit or a possible fumble. Also, he must get rid of the ball quickly because if he remains in the pocket too long, then the defense caves in on him. In life, operating with a quote-unquote strong pocket that protects our heart from temptation is extremely important. The book of Proverbs advises, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Now, every day, we need protection from the defense that is attempting to break through and destroy us. If we stand back there too long without getting rid of the temptation, our indecisiveness causes us to become vulnerable and the defense eventually consumes us. Sometimes we also buy the lie that leaving the pocket is our best answer and we try to make a play on our own. The Amplified Bible puts it this way, but each one is tempted when he is dragged away, enticed, and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, lust, passion. Then, when the illicit desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. So, when we leave the pocket of protection, we're more susceptible to big hits and fumbles. That's why every day, we need to guard our hearts, quickly get rid of the temptation, and remain in the pocket as God protects us and guides us to do His will. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.